Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Damien Barr. Yes, it's me, and I am very excited to welcome you to another Salon Exclusive, where we get to be the first to tell you about the books that we are most excited about. As the cool nights draw in, we are turning to darker reads. Today on the show, all the way from Finland, we're sharing an extract from a darkly funny Scandi noir novel written by award-winning author Antti Chuomainen. The Rabbit Factor, translated by David Haxton, is about a man who begrudgingly inherits an adventure park with all of its attendant financial problems. Debts are owed to loan sharks and the park is running on fumes and it all seems very desperate when something even more unexpected happens. This very quirky novel is soon to be a major motion picture, I love that expression, major motion picture, starring Steve Carell and it's being made by Amazon Studios, so it'll be really interesting to see how they adapt this story. Here's Auntie with a reading in which we learn about the life of an insurance mathematician who is always just one spreadsheet away from chaos, aren't we all? Hello and greetings from Helsinki. My name is Antti Tuomainen, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be reading exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon from my new book, The Rabbit Factor. The Rabbit Factor is a crime story, a love story, a very dark comedy, a story of love, death and insurance mathematics. The way The Rabbit Factor came about is that I was, about two and a half years ago, I was walking home from my office and I had been watching the news and it seemed like the world was a rather irrational place, some might say even crazy. And I all of a sudden thought, what if there was still a person who still insisted that everything makes sense, everything needs to make sense, everything has to make sense, and thus the character of actuary Henry Koskinen was born. Henry is a, is a rational man, to say the least. And the bit I'm about to read is from the beginning of the book, uh, the second chapter, after prologue in the first chapter, the second chapter, where Henry's day takes a turn for the worse. It's going to be a bad day for him, um, and it's going to set him off on a journey that will be full of new experiences for him, and he has to sort of come to terms with the fact that maybe not everything makes sense or even needs to make sense. So here's a very short reading from my book, The Rabbit Factor. Chapter two. Let's have a little chat, my department manager Tuomo Pertila said. Bounce some ideas around. We were sitting in Pertila's office, a glass wall cube whose unpleasant attributes included, alongside the lack of privacy, the fact that there was no table between the people sitting there. To me, this was unnatural. 
We sat opposite each other as though we were in a doctor's reception. I didn't want to think which of us would be considered the patient and which the healer. I want to listen, said Bertila. I want to hear you. Physical discomfort was one thing, but I found Bertila's new role far more difficult to swallow. I had applied for the position of department manager. I was the more suitable and experienced candidate. I didn't know how or with what Bertila, a former sales chief, had convinced the board of directors. This way, I think we'll understand each other better, he continued. I believe if we open up to each other, we'll find something we share, reach a decision. And a shared decision is the right decision. It'll only happen once we realize that we're just two people having a discussion, two people stripped of all excess, with no hierarchy, no forced agenda. Two people sitting around a campfire, coming together, opening up, on an emotional level, moving forward. I knew it was fashionable to talk like this. I knew Bertila had taken countless courses on the subject. Naturally, I couldn't imagine the two of us naked in the middle of the woods. But there was a bigger, more fundamental problem with his manner of speech. It didn't impart information. It didn't resolve anything. I don't follow, I said. And I don't understand why the system wouldn't. Bertila gave a friendly chuckle. His head and face were one and the same thing. He shaved all his hair off so he was completely bald. And when he smiled... You could see it at the back of his head. Hey, sorry. Sometimes I get a bit carried away. I'm so used to opening up, I forget to give people space. He said in a voice that even a year ago he didn't have. A year ago, he spoke like everybody else. But after attending all those courses, his tone was somewhere between reading a bedtime story and negotiating a hostage situation. It didn't fit with what I knew about him. Don't get me wrong. I want to give you space. You talk, I listen. But before we get started, there's something I'd like to ask you. I waited. Bertila rested his elbows on his knees, leaned forward. How have you been finding our new setup here? The teamwork, the openness, doing things together. Sharing knowledge in real time. The whole community vibe. As I've already said, I find it slows down our work and makes it more difficult to... You know, the way we're all in this together, we get to know one another, we can feel each other's presence, learn from one another, bring our sleeping potential to life. Well... People say they've found their true selves, Bertila continued. They tell me they've reached a new level of awareness, not just as mathematicians and analysts, but as human beings. And it's all because we've made a point of breaking down boundaries, all boundaries, internal and external. We've risen to a new level. Bertila's eyes were deep set. The dark eyebrows above them made it hard to read his expression. But I could imagine that, deep behind his eyes, a fire roared fervently. Uncertainty scratched its nails down my back again. I don't know about that, I said, 
I find it hard to assess these levels. Hard to assess. Bertila repeated and leaned back in his chair. Okay. What kind of task do you feel ready to take on? The question blindsided me. The tasks I already have, I said. I am a mathematician, and how do you see yourself fitting into the team? Bertila interrupted. What do you bring to the team, the community, the family? What's your gift to us? Was this a trick question? I opted for full honesty. A mathematical... Let's forget the maths for a minute, he said, and raised his right hand, as if to stop an invisible current running through the room. Forget mathematics, I asked, dumbfounded. This job is based on the principles of... I know what it's based on, Bertila nodded. But we need a shared path that we all walk along together, whether it's with math in our arms or something else. Our arms? Uh, that's the wrong body part, I'm afraid, I said. This is about logic. We need a clear head. Again, Bertila inched forwards, placed his elbows on his knees, leaned first to the side, then struck a pose, and finally spoke. This department was stuck in the mud when I took the helm. You remember, everyone shut away in their own little rooms, working on whatever, and nobody knew what anybody else was doing. It wasn't productive and there was no sense of community. I wanted to bring this group of pen pushers and astrophysicists into the 21st century. Now it's happened. We're flying, flying up towards the sun. That's inadvisable, I said. Under any circumstances, besides even metaphorically speaking, it's, you see, that's exactly what I mean. There's one guy always pushing back against everything we do. One guy still sitting in his own little corner, calculating away like fucking Einstein's long-lost cousin. Guess who? I just want things to be rational, sensible, I said. And that's what mathematics gives us. It's concrete. It's knowledge. I don't know why we need all these internal children, these mood charts. As far as I can see, we don't. We need reason and logic. That's what I bring. Broad. That one word hurt me more than the thousand previous words. I knew my professional caliber. I could feel my pulse rising, my heart racing. This was wholly inappropriate. The uncertainty passed and was now replaced with irritation and annoyance. My professional skills are second to none and they have improved with experience, not all of them apparently. What we need nowadays, what we need nowadays, is something different from what people needed in the 70s, said Bertila, now agitated. And I mean the 1970s, or shall we go even further back? I realized that the shattering of the password box was only the beginning. And I knew this side of Bertila. This was his real voice now. Now listen up. As senior actuary, you can have exactly what you want, he said. You don't have to be a team player. 
You don't have to use the internet. You can sit and calculate things all by yourself. You can have your own room too. Pertila sat up straight. He was sitting right on the edge of his seat. Everything's been taken care of, he continued. Your office is on the ground floor, the little room behind the janitor's desk. You can even shut the door. There's a notebook and a calculator. You don't need the internet. Your task is to assess the impact of inflation from 2011 on insurance premiums in 2012. The material is all on your desk. If I remember, there are about 60 folders. That's not at all sensible, I said. It's 2020. Besides, that was already calculated when we defined the insurance premiums for that year, then calculated again. Check everything was as it should be. You like that kind of thing. You like mathematics. Of course I like mathematics. But you don't like our team, our openness, our dialogue, the way we communicate, open ourselves up, explore our emotions. You don't want to let go of yourself. You don't trust the moment. You don't trust us. You don't like what I'm offering. I don't. Exactly. You don't. So, Bertila reached over to his desk. There is another option. He handed me a piece of paper. I quickly read it. Now I was no longer irritated or annoyed. I was flabbergasted. I was furious. I looked up Bertila. You want me to hand in my notice? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It was our pleasure, Auntie. I love hearing authors reading the books in their own words and especially treat with translated fiction because it really happens that we get to hear it read by the original author. That was Auntie Chuominen reading his new novel, The Rabbit Factor, exclusively for the Literary Salon. It's published by Indie Press Orenda Books. You know we love an Indie Press here. They publish gorgeous, readable, unforgettable literary and crime fiction. And this novel is just it's a hit we already know it's a hit and the movie's coming soon so be sure to read the book before the film grab a copy of this book from your local indie bookshop or buy it from us through our shop on bookshop.org and if you know someone who likes translated fiction or indeed someone who really loves unremarkable mathematicians thrust into remarkable circumstances then do share this episode with them thank you for listening i hope everything is good in your world it is very lovely to be with you join us again soon